0: Hello and welcome to another edition of Video Games to the Max. I am your host, Sean Garmer, and here as always Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. And also here, Mr. Daniel Anderson. Hello. And we are live on the Twitch channel. So if you want to go subscribe to The Network on Twitch, you can catch what we do here, a video against the Max, and also what our pals over with Mark Riley's the recent Thor movie. Just did it, you know, a little bit before we started here. So if you want to hear their thoughts on the Thor movie, you can go do that on the Twitch channel or on YouTube channel, W2 Network as well. We'll be up a little bit later on the YouTube So, And, of course, we're also available on podcasts as well if that uh, is easier for you guys just to listen to us later. So with those pleasantries out of the way, guys, I mean, have we been playing anything here this week? Daniel?
1: Uh, I've played about 15 minutes of KOTOR 2, and that's about it. I've had a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes, days off, had to change some plans around, so it kind of eliminated any free time I had.
0: Yeah, always great when real life gets in the way of the gaming, you know, how that is. Mark, you have to be able to play anything, get any farther in the final three hopes soon?
2: Yeah, I beat it, at least the first time.
0: Okay, you beat it in the first time. So you were, you said fifteen hours in last week. How much more did you have to play where you beat it the first time? I guess
2: about thirty-five okay. total, maybe maybe forty. I mean, I did like everything, so or I tried to.
0: Okay, I mean, still forty hours for the first playthrough when there's two other storylines uh, and doing pretty much everything. That's pretty good.
2: I got to say, the second, second playthrough is going to be a lot easier because I'm going to blow through most of the battles with my, like, level 60 character.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, that's that's positive, at least. You don't have to, like, start all over every time you do a... Yeah,
2: well, they you know. carry over, like, uh, levels, support items, or support levels, uh, character levels, and, like, your camp. So, that's very helpful. And, like, weapons and stuff. Or, like, whole inventory.
0: Okay. I mean, that's that's super... That's great on that end. Yeah. You said you were doing the, on the first one, which of the houses?
2: I did the golden deer. I think they're like the okay. golden wife, wildfire. Now I'm doing the evil one, the red, the Edelgard one.
0: Is there any other thoughts on the game at all that you've beat it? Or
2: uh, beat I mean, it do, once at least? They do give you good ways to get around the uh, environments, but the Switch performance still isn't like, great because you have like enemies popping in like kind of randomly. Or it takes a second or two for the base captain to show up in an area. And it's like, uh, this could be happening quicker. Or, you know, just having to load in enemies all the time. But other than that, it's pretty good. Because it's funny, because Yen's like, won't touch the game because it's on the Switch. <laughs> it's like, who? I mean, it is not a great I mean, great wasn't experience. that
0: the same thing with Fire Emblem... <laughs> Yeah, but the, that was a strategy game and not a Musu uh, game. So he. I, I mean, mean, if it tr- was like unplayable or something, that's different. But
2: yeah, and but it's not like it's it's not the best, but it's certainly not like you know Deadly Premonition two on the Switch. He fucking played that, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah, this is perfectly playable. And it, it, like I said, it's not perfect, but eighty percent there. So,
0: <laughs> I mean, they yeah they've had these Musu. I mean, this is a game that. You're looking at, ca- like, a lot of the same characters over and over just trying to kill the mass. So, I mean, I don't really know what your... Most of yeah. the battle is Is not that important that it uh, looks super great or... As long as it runs comparably.
2: Yeah. I mean, there uh, are dips when, like, a big enemy's on screen or, like, when there actually is, like, a huge amount of enemies. But right. that's pretty f- few and far between. So... But yeah, I think it's a good fire emblem like side story or you know guide in game. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I'll uh, finish at least the second run, and maybe do a third real quick because it's a you can just knock it out, knock it out really fast. Right. An enemy will go down like one hit.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean at least <laughs> that's always fun when you actually become OP and get to use that OPness in a game. Right. That's... Yeah. Anything else?
2: Nah, a few hidden adventure or hidden object games and other Steam crap. That's about it.
0: All right, fair enough. Um, I have been—I'm reviewing a a game that I've think I've mentioned before that I've really been like waiting a lot uh, to play. Uh, Right, memory implement, which is the. sequel technically to the demo ish game that released you can still buy it on steam and then they have a full version also that you can uh buy i think it's like usually easy like five dollars or so that you can get it so i can't talk like too much i mean honestly where i'm i'm at there's not a ton of story i can't really talk too much about that but i can say that The gameplay is fun. It reminds me a lot of like Halo, as in the way that it plays with the it's just fast moving FPS, and then it also has the part of it that you're using that you can also use a sword interchangeably. So you have the ability to block attacks or block shots from enemies, and then also you have like your like an EMP beam that you can use, and then you can also like just. Play it like a straight-up gun game as well. You don't have to use the sword for the most part. um, It is helpful, especially in the big boss battles. So you do want to kind of learn to do both. But you can play it as either one if you prefer to just use the sword skills or the shooting skills. But it helps to do both um, better. And you can also, like, upgrade There's different abilities that you get, so you can upgrade those by collecting these like crystals that you go throughout the game. I've just been having a lot of fun with it. I don't think it's the most impressive looking game, honestly, but you also have to remember that most of this game is made by one person. Uh, They have a publisher now, which they didn't have in the original game, which helps a lot. Um, So it looks a lot better. And there's, um, you know, there's special. things that they added to this that I'm having to dance around what I can mention. Sorry if it's not like the uh, best spoken English or whatever at the moment, I'm having to like, make sure I'm not saying things I'm not supposed to say, but either way, I, I think that for the most part, if you've been looking forward to this game, I think it's something that's worth checking out. I actually don't know what the price of it is, honestly, but it's there on Xbox or on PC. It's actually on, playstation as well so you can get it on your ps5 it does look a lot better than the the one that came out for the the series x at launch and it has more to it but i it delivers on what that trailer has uh, that they've showed several times of uh, you get your gunplay you get your sword play it's fun the sword can be a bit um op at times where it blocks everything but it does make it fun. And there's different difficulty levels, too. So if you find like the normal is cut to too easy, uh, you can always bump it up. And what I've liked so far about it is these really cool boss battles that feel big and are somewhat difficult. So, yeah, I, I've been enjoying that game. That I've been playing mostly, actually, uh, remote play. I played some of it at work where I don't have great internet connection. And it worked pretty Pretty well, I have to say that like from the beginning of this uh, Xbox Cloud stuff, when you know Series X came out, it wasn't that great. They have really improved it a lot. I think those Xfinity Wi-Fi hotspots only have like 10 megabytes down, and it worked flawlessly. There was a couple of times that it does that thing where it kind of slows down and it has to reset everything the I guess I don't know something's going on with the internet at that point it has to reset. But other than a couple of times where that happened, it works great. So I would definitely uh if you've been waiting on this, I think it's worth it. If not, you can always wait till whenever the game comes out and I'll have a review probably when the game comes out on the twenty first. Because I think I'm pretty probably about halfway through with it. So they just basically after like the second story Like, after the second boss, you can't talk about anything that happens. So that's why I'm trying not to to say anything. But, again, I think it's worth it. Uh, So for that reason, I haven't picked up Klonoa because I didn't know if I was going to have to review this game or not. And then it pops up in my inbox two weeks before the game comes out, which is always nice when you get a game super early and you can actually spend time with it. So thank you, uh, Playism, for doing that. I uh, wish more companies would do that, quite honestly, because when you give us like two days to review a game, that's never fun. Um, so, and that's why most of the time we don't hit embargo with things because trying to make us do something in two days is not not great, not recommended. But anyway, not enough about uh, trials of trying to do game reviews. Let's get on with the news here. And pretty much as always happens because we normally record on a, Tuesday early in the morning. A bunch of news comes out Tuesday, Uh, as was the case here. Sorry if this is old now, but for us, it's technically the first time we're getting to talk about it. So a few things. Forspoken got delayed till 2023. God of War, Riding Rock got the release date that I think we had pretty much known about already. November 9th uh, is when that game is coming out. Um, and then also for some reason i guess ubisoft just wants to go ahead and send it out to be forgotten about even though yes it is a technically completely different game than god of war a skull and bones did finally get a release date and they did do that gameplay reveal of it and it comes out in fact november 8th just like we had speculated about last week so with all of this here i mean what do you think i mean they they gave it what a 30 second trailer that i guess Maybe that hints that you can do more with the trace in this game. I don't know what they were trying to show there, but looks awesome.
2: I uh, imagine Skull and Bones will get delayed.
0: I don't think so. If you're going out now and re- announcing a release date, it's because you know you're gonna do whatever you have to to release it. Look what um, happened
2: to Forspoken.
0: <laughs> I think Forspoken's different though. Uh, it hasn't been in development hell like this game. And also, that's, it's a multiplayer game. Ubisoft will just keep patching it.
2: That's exactly why I think it will be delayed. Is because it hasn't been in development hell. Or because it, because sorry, because Skull and Bunch hasn't been in development hell. Or get delayed like one more time.
0: I mean, but I, I think they knew full well that November was and probably going to be the time for God of War.
2: You know, I, I also yeah. think that then releasing like a completely busted game at launch will do it no favors because no one will play yeah. it.
0: Yeah, I and maybe it won't be busted just. It does look like I've seen a lot of comparisons to Sea of Thieves, but it has more more things for for you to do at launch than Sea of Thieves did. So that's positive. I I don't know, you know, what the audience is for this. If there are actually people hyped for it, I didn't see a ton of people hyped for it on you know my Twitter feeds and everything. But uh, maybe they'll show more of it before November and. You'll get it, you'll get more specifics. I'm not sure, yeah. I think ahead. they're just ch-
1: kind of throwing it out there to get it out and say that it's out, and yeah, I'll right. have to keep paying for the development of it and then can quietly check. The I mean, they're player. certainly playing yeah. for
0: the development of it because it's going to have to get updates. Not yeah. really,
1: yeah. But not if they there. threw it out and it doesn't mm-hmm. have a high player count, they'll just let it die.
2: Yeah, I mean, I if don't if know. Saw a graveyard of other games that you know, all their mobile shit, or you know, heard of battle royale and. The Sam Fisher universe, and it's like no one wants that. No one, <laughs>
0: right? But I and I this is, I think this is more like For Honor or Crew Two or whatever that they're going to keep. I mean, updating.
1: I think that's what they hope it is. Yeah. I don't think yeah, it's going but, to have the player count that those other games do.
0: I but do those games? I mean, d- does Crew Two really have player no, count? Because, I mean, like I,
2: that game at least has a base level of quality that. <laughs> the small number of fans it does have like, or...
0: yeah, I I mean, to be fair, we don't really know, I think, until it comes out, but I I just think that between what's coming out around it and then also just the fact of what it's been through just doesn't give it a a good boost, I guess. I don't know, I, I always liked Black Flag, so I will say that... Um, well, I mean, maybe yeah.
2: Black flag works just because like the sailing and the pirate stuff is like a part of the game, but not the main focus.
0: Just right. Still, the
2: whole like getting off the ship and doing shit. This game doesn't really have.
0: Yeah, it will be interesting to see if they expand on any of that. I I don't think they will just. I don't think it will definitely get some kind of DLC or big update or something before they just send it out to die. I mean, look at even Avengers is still getting stuff.
2: Yeah, but you now look
0: at Anthem. Like I mean, technically, I guess Anthem got updates, too. It just, yeah, EA just decided, you know what, let's um, go in a different direction, uh, thankfully. And that led them to have to reconsider multiplayer in a lot of games that don't deserve it or don't need it. So I guess that's a good thing in a way. Yeah.
1: See, yeah. I really think they're putting it out when they are, just to that way they can point to other the factors market. of the game failing
0: instead yeah, of just it. not
2: being
1: a good game.
2: It, it failed due to marketplace reasons, not because it's a shit game.
0: The Forspoken, I thought it was interesting that they chose the words that they chose of like, after speaking with our different marketing people and other partners, we have decided that we're just going to wait on releasing the game. <laughs> like, At least they said, just like Final Fantasy 16, the game's pretty much done. We're just going to be polishing it which is, I guess, way better than saying, oh, we still got to work on the game and we got to delay it again. I mean, well, when I read it, yeah. I
1: saw the impression I got was we don't want to go up against God of War, so we're going to push it back.
0: Yeah, I mean, number, Sony does have exclusive rights to this game for two years. Yeah, so, so I, I think yeah.
1: it's more God of War is coming out. Why reduce the number of people that will buy the game, push it back, polish it a little bit, and then release it in a more favorable spot.
0: I mean, not to mention also the uh, Last of Us Part 1 remake is coming out the month before. So, Plus, at least, like, is yeah.
1: actually
2: done. It's not like all these rumored Switch games that people think Nintendo, like, that are finished, but they clearly aren't.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, well... Like, that know, Metroid... We
2: well, that Metroid Prime 1 remake, they're like, oh, it's done, and Nintendo's just waiting for it to get released. It's like, no, they're not.
0: I mean, so this was not, like, Bayonetta... Where we right at three, where we kind of know it's done. It's official. It's apparently been rated now. They're just waiting for Nintendo to give the full like, "Hey, it's coming out on this date. Get ready." You know.
2: Finally, um, my pre order will be fulfilled. Yeah, like two years ago or whatever.
0: That's nuts! You pre ordered it two years ago, and you're still having to wait to even <laughs> know least. when it's going to come out. Ah, uh, yeah. I kind of read the same thing. Uh, Randy was having a debate with me that, ah, that has nothing to do with it. I was like, you don't think that Sony doesn't go, wait, we have two of our biggest games coming out before your game comes out, and then the other one the month after your game comes out. Do you think that, you know, as Daniel points out many times, we are kind of headed towards a recession, so people need to start choosing what they buy, right, and... Why not give it the best chance to where it doesn't have other big games coming out around it in January, you know, instead of now?
2: I looked it up. I pre-ordered Bayonetta three in
0: twenty eighteen. Twenty eight? Oh my god! Four years ago?
2: October twenty eighteen.
0: Yeah. Yeah, pretty much, almost for wow. I
2: think I think when
0: they first announced
1: it, like because Amazon threw up a product page and like, all right, yeah, do this. And going back to Forspoken, I also wonder how much of it is Square Enix. I'm not going to say needs a big hit. They have a game like this. For whatever reason, it's not going to look good after they just sold off a bunch of studios as well.
2: Plus, like the think, recent yeah. games haven't hit the mark either. Like Babylon's Fall and Strangers of Paradise. Like you like, I mean. Um, Changes of Paradise is a good enough game, or it's fine. But I mean, even they right. said like it didn't sell.
0: I mean, you do have Triangle Strategy that seems to be very well liked. It just because it's a strategy RPG, it didn't have a lot of. Right. You know, it's not Fire Emblem, so it doesn't have a lot of staying power. It kind of came out and then immediately felt like nobody was I, talking about it. Yeah, it got ignored. So, or just, yeah. So, yeah. And, I mean,. We also got to look at. They have a lot of games coming out uh, within like that span. They have the Deal Field Chronicle coming out September twenty second. Then they had the Valkyrie. What is that Elysium or whatever that game is? Uh, the week after. So then you had that game coming out. uh forespoken two weeks after that. It was a lot of games smashed in together. You know, um, not that all of them may appeal to everyone uh in square enix's base but still i think moving it is a better option because that gives you forespoken and then you'd imagine a month or two later is when you're going to get the crisis Core remastered so it gives you enough time to you know play and then move on to the next thing but all right uh moving on from that speaking of new things being announced uh, Kirby's Dream Buffet got shadow announced by Nintendo just randomly on, yeah. I I felt like it's like Kirby Fall Guys or something. I I mean, did you guys see this at all? Or
2: I mean, it's fine, uh, but it's like why why just be Kirby? Just like why don't have like a Mario Fall Guys? <laughs> yeah. Or Nintendo, I mean,
0: like I mean Kirby is cute. I mean, it also it's kind of like this the. the a resemblance to to fall. I mean, I don't think that they really went that far in thinking about it, but I think it's also like Kirby's, uh, you already have Mario Party. So like, why not have, let Kirby have his own thing?
2: Be- because a Nintendo Dream Buffet or like a Nintendo Fall Guys sells way more copies than just a Kirby one.
0: Yeah, but I, I think you can make the, if it's a Nintendo Fall Guys, then it would be almost directly aping it. Whereas, like, I guess Kirby is just, you can pass it off as, well, Kirby does have a bunch of different side games, so this is just another one of those, right? It looks fun, though. Uh, I liked all the food uh, backgrounds and everything. You know, you're apparently you're supposed to collect strawberries and beat out your friends, according to that. So, and, and apparently the heaviest Kirby is the one that wins at the end of the day after you go through four different levels. So, there you Feels go. like dating. Yeah. <laughs> well we'll see they said this summer so i guess they better release it quick because you're already halfway into the summer here nintendo well
1: yeah what i think is funny is they could have easily going back to what we talked about last week where we were talking about wario and wario type games they could have easily used the mario characters collecting coins instead of strawberries Uh, all the characters in there on this and it'd be better recognition than Kirby. So I don't know why they're using Kirby other than they, like you said, they think it's cute and it'll appeal to kids more than anything else. But yeah, I think they've got so many characters they could have used and it would have fit right in and had more brand recognition. Like if you did use Mario and his cast, instead we get Kirby and different color Kirby's and that's it.
2: Yeah, I mean Samus can turn into a ball too.
1: <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, with yeah. Mario, you could collect coins, and then whoever like, has the biggest bag of coins wins. But or maybe
2: like Pokemon, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: yeah, I, I mean, I get what you guys are saying, right? There's, more I mean, this brand a, recognition this, with. Yeah,
2: this is a, this is a small game. It's not gonna be like some full price thing. It'll be like five bucks at, at, at like or five or ten bucks. So could
0: it could it possibly even be uh, one of those like I was thinking it could be just like a Nintendo Online.
2: Yeah, but I think right. if that's the case, it'll be delayed It'll be you know taken off the, st- the service. People don't like that.
0: Yeah, but I, I'm just saying. I mean, they're saying an eShop exclusive, right? It's not uh, gonna be released retail at all. So, it's possible, or they could just make it where you can buy it, and then also you, if you subscribe to Switch Online, it's another one of those perks that you have of being able to. Uh, buy it so uh, there is that but it's cool that Nintendo did this and and Shadow dropped a Kirby I mean, to be fair Kirby in the Forgotten Land is a very well received game that came out early in the year so why not kind of try to build off that and have more Kirby um, they did have a Mario even though none of us are talking about it because nobody bought it uh, I'm kind of hoping it goes on a sale I don't want to spend $60 on Battle League, when there's so many other games coming out right now. Uh I would think that it's going to be one of those games on the Black Friday sale when Nintendo does that eventually. I'm waiting to see if that's going to happen. Yeah, just because we aren't talking about Mario did have sort of a party game, multiplayer game already come out this year. So I guess they didn't need another one. Moving on from there, I we do have another game that was just kind of randomly. We, there was sort of rumors about it happening. I think we talked about the possibility of it happening uh, but Lollipop Chainsaw Remake is official. Apparently, Suda51 and James to have nothing to do with it, which is kind of sad. This new well, company, Dragami Games, is doing a remake of it. Why, why would either guy have to have, be involved? I don't know. Just to, like, it'd be cool if they're adding, like, new stuff to it, right? Like, we see this with remakes sometimes where you're adding new things to it as well, not just...
1: Yeah, but then it's usually Uh, bad. Well, and I have a hard time seeing James Gunn actually being involved in something like this now, with everything else that he's doing.
0: But I mean, Peacemaker wasn't, you know, PG either, and he was involved in that. No,
2: but nobody's super busy. That's what he. That's yeah, (laughs) yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm referring
1: to how busy it is. Not just (laughs) yeah. I don't think uh, yeah. I'm not surprised the original talent isn't coming back. This. To me, it just kind of looks like, "Hey, let's remaster and remake it and release it."
2: I'm and... curious. I'm sure it's going sure to have the same script, or at least it might be like changed a little. But not, you yeah. know, the same. Most of it will be, probably be the same.
0: I just want to. I just want to know what's going to make it a remake and not a remaster. To me, it's and it, then it's not having the original people involved, so it kind of makes me worried a little bit. Well, probably a better um, battle
2: system because people weren't like the first game it got really repetitive after a while. Yeah. I mean, that would, me, that would like, have um, to be, or a more open game. Cause the first game also, it's like, okay, you get knocked into a room and it's like, kill 30 zombies, move into to the next room, kill 30 more, you know?
0: Yeah. I, I mean, it also technically what demon souls is considered a remake. Right. Yeah. Um, and that also came out on the PS3. So this is Live pop chain sounds like a, from around that time as well. So just being able to update the graphics uh, and do a little bit, I guess you could call it a remake, but we'll see eventually this seems like it's still got a long way to go. So we probably won't be hearing about it for a while, but I guess it's neat that it exists. Like I said, just have my reservations of a game that I really liked back in the day.
2: It'd be nice, though, if they included, like, the old, ga- old game as like, a pre-order bonus. Or, like, if you buy the deluxe version, you get the original for free or something like that.
0: That would yeah. be neat. Hopefully they do do that. Let's, uh, before we talk about acquisitions, let's go ahead and get this story that was sort of the... It's, it's weird because it was a big deal for a little bit, at least for a couple of days on social media. Then Ubisoft kind of nipped it in the bud, but I guess we'll figure it out if it will actually be what Ubisoft says, and they won't try to shadow delist it or something anyway. But Assassin's Creed Liberation HD had just been on sale as part of the Steam sale a couple of days prior to the announcement that they were included in that list of games that we talked about the previous week that we spent, I think like two minutes on because it really felt like it wasn't that big a deal, right? Oh, they're just removing it from these old systems that nobody really plays that much anymore. And it's just a multiplayer and online stuff, even though it is DLC that you bought, that you can't play. But then all of a sudden when it comes to the steam listing, it was, Oh wait, this game's going to be completely delisted. You can't play it at all. Even if you bought it, that's a slippery slope, right? Of, Oh, wait a minute. I paid for this thing. I can no longer play it because supposedly you need servers to be able to play this. I mean, I mean it's that's not great. Before. Well, no, but it's. I'm just saying it's not mm-hmm. great. Especially, it's a terrible look when the game was just on sale. A few yeah. days ago. So I mean,
2: yeah, Ubisoft should just release like, an offline crack or offline version. <laughs> Come out and said like, oh, you know, if you if you owned it, you can still play it.
0: I, I mean that's still left to be seen.
2: I, I trust yeah. Ubisoft, but as much as EA, as far as that goes.
0: <laughs> I mean, does this worry you that eventually we will get to this point with with so many games now having multiplayer components and online components? Like, are we going to get to this point down the line where these these games just won't be playable at all? I mean, we're
1: kind of getting to that point now. Look at all of the. All the I mean look at I'll bring up anthem People, I could still go out to a walmart and fi- pick up see copy of anthem for sale I mean we've got all these old mmo games that people bought they shut down the servers and then you can't play on city of heroes villains star wars galaxies the list goes on it's just at this point it's getting to the i mean we're at the point now where you don't own the game. You're just licensing. to.
2: Yeah. 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 Dump money into online games and even like some single player games.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. To me, it's more of like, because we've, we're feeling the need to put multiplayer stuff into these single player driven games. We could run into this more where, Oh, because this game has multiplayer component, Oh, we have to take it down completely instead of, you know, saying, all right, From the get-go, right, Ubisoft could have said that. Hey, don't worry. If you bought the game, you'll be able to play it, at least a single-player part. Like, it took an uproar from social media in order for them to say anything. And it's like, why should it take that, right? people bought something, they should be able to play it. Now, I get it. It's a multiplayer-focused game. Somebody decides to take the servers down because nobody's playing it. I think that's a little bit different. You kind of go knowing in... No, going in yeah that there's a chance this game if it doesn't get help at all they could just take it down right like uh you know blizzard just announced that they're basically not you know heroes of the storm is going into maintenance mode they're not going to be doing anything big with it anymore because it's not worth it for them uh what if tomorrow they you not tomorrow but you know within a certain amount of time they just go oh wait well it's really not doing anything for us. Heroes of the Storm, just forget it.
2: That's what they're, that's what they're doing now. <laughs>
1: I mean, so the parallel to this is, well, when Heroes of the Storm came out, everybody was trying to create their, their next big MOBA. Because MOBAs were the big fad. Every If you wanted a game that was going to make you a ton of money, it had to be a MOBA. When Liberation came out, it was, well, every game has to have multiplayer or people won't play it and they started tacking multiplayer on every single game you could find, whether it made sense or not. Right. I mean, think back to the Ghostbusters back when it first came out. There was a multiplayer for that. didn't make any sense, but it was there because they thought nobody would play the game if there wasn't a multiplayer. What we're seeing is these fads that the developers get behind thinking that they have to do this to get the game to sell. We're seeing the consequences of it so many years down the road.
0: Right. I mean, and also we're seeing this in other capacities. Sony's removing paid video content in Europe due to an ever evolving licensing agreement uh, with some of these companies, uh, especially Studio Canal movies and and that thing. I mean, they're just straight up pulling them from the place that, you know, your PlayStation library and you bought this stuff. We're not talking about you bought, You have it on a streaming service and they just, oh, well, the license ended, so it's no longer on there. Like, you bought this. That's, you know, that's a weird move. Yeah, I, but like I Daniel mean, was
2: saying, like, you don't own it if so you just borrow, you just buy the license to own it. And also, it's not like, I mean, this AC game, even if it was going away on Steam, you could still play it on consoles.
0: I mean, to be fair with this game in particular, now I don't know about some of these other games. Uh, that are on that list that I don't have in front of me anymore uh, that Ubisoft were removing. It was
2: like Driver, San Francisco, Silent Hunter Five, Far Cry. Yes, yeah, so
0: Far Cry Three. Um, you can st- it's it's part of or um, Assassin's Creed Liberation HD. Technically, if you buy Assassin's Creed Three Remastered, you can, you also get meant- that game there as well. And Assassin's Creed Three Remastered is on sale quite often. So if you really want that game in particular, you can get it and still play it. I mean, um, I played it.
2: It was an all right game. I don't know why yeah. it has like multiplayer hooks in it like that bad, but
0: I guess it was, does. I mean, it doesn't. It, it's
2: just a single player. I like guess hitting right. some authorization server. Yeah, it's the way we saw yeah. building stupid games. I like quit doing that. Yeah, you know it,
0: it stopped making people go into your launcher. Um, I I mean, and then also with the fact that we have all these special editions now that come out with, do you actually don't get a disc? Right, the special edition is just uh the disc is hot. The the disc has nothing on it. It's just a DRM stick, and then you're you're basically paying to have a digital version of the game essentially. So it's basically you might as well just buy it digitally, but you buy it physical because you get the other stuff that comes with it with that ever being an increasing thing like is there still some kind of advantage to buying physical i mean
1: well all these companies want you to buy everything digital because then there's no used market for games if you're going to buy a game you have to buy it from them i mean that's just what they want they tried back when multiplayer was a big thing they tried with putting codes into where you couldn't play the multiplayer if the code was redeemed and if you bought it used you couldn't get online with it. It, They're trying to squeeze every single penny that they can out of the customers, and something is going to happen where there's a backlash. Now, it could be a bunch of like popular games going down and people can't play them anymore. Like, let's say I'll use Mass Effect as an example. Mass Effect had multiplayer. Something happens where, because they're shutting down the servers for the Mass Effect multiplayer, people's single-player games are no longer valid. You can't play them. You can't play... Mass Effect single player, it was an accident, but it happened. It's going to take a big backlash like that for them to stop doing this, and I don't think they will. I think they're going to keep pushing it as much as they can to try to eliminate any type of used game market at this point.
0: I am Mark, you buy physical stuff all the time. I mean, do you feel like really is an advantage still? Like, couldn't they just decide to make it to where, oh, we have to do an update? Well, if you can't update the game, you can't play it?
2: No, because, well, at least with PS5, Xbox is a bad example with this. But with a PS5 game, it's mostly on the damn disc. Like, you can, you know, I, most PS5 games I own, if I, if I like, went offline and hit play or hit install, it would play. Xbox games don't have that fail-safe. <laughs> like, if Xbox Live goes down, you're screwed for most Xbox games. Right. Uh, yeah. So I mean I think it's it's up to the the platform holder as well, or even like the Switch. Like if you can buy a Switch physical game, it'll run. You know, even if it's online focused, it'll probably still be able to like you'll be able to play the single player at least.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean we we have another one of these with uh, that skull and bones thing that we just talked about, where the special edition also doesn't have the actual disc. Well,
2: I mean that. Yeah that explicitly is an online focused game. So that, that will have no on, no single player.
0: Yeah. I mean, but what you were saying happened with halo infinite. Yeah. Right. Where that game came out and, Oh, Hey, there's a game here, but that disc doesn't really have the game on it. It's just, Oh, well you have to, not only do you have to install the game, which you have to do with every game now, You also have to do the whole update, and it has to do like a online check before you can even run the game through that disc. If you're using that disc in the future, so yeah,
2: I mean that's what Modern Vintage Gamer talked about it like a few weeks ago, or like a month ago, or something. He had like a stack of Xbox games, and he's like, I think most of them didn't work if you were if you were offline. And it's like, what the hell is this?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you had that problem when. Uh, what is it? The Xbox Network uh, Live went down for like two days, where yeah. people had this so, problem where they couldn't play their games. Yeah. Plus, I
2: like the idea of it. Like Cyberpunk is a good example. Like I have a physical version of that. It is kind of fun to like go back to like the base version of that game. You can downgrade it to like the launch version and see how different it is.
1: Yeah, I mean, Microsoft is going into the. or They're leaning really hard into. The, a community-type game. Like with Halo, the whole idea was you can play it and then your friends can join you in the middle of your game to help you. And so you know going into it that there's a big online component on those games. When you get into the pure single-player games where they throw something in like that, I think that's where you're going to see a big backlash, Not where there's no co-op, there's no working together. It's just it has a multiplayer tacked on and something is going to happen to Hurt the single player version. I mean, yeah. until then, they're just going to keep doing what they've been doing because there hasn't been enough of a backlash to significantly hurt sales.
0: Yeah, I mean, also with Xbox, having the focus on the cloud and all of that stuff as well, having these like where you have to do the internet checks doesn't seem like this awful thing that it did when, say, Don Matrick felt like they were forcing it on you way too early with the xbox one which uh we know what happened there right um which leads to the fact that in many regions the xbox one never sold hardly anything and in fact you know took a huge dip in the u.s even uh to that point you know xbox has never been this big thing in japan but with that increase towards the cloud right they like to have they like to play things on mobile just Japan in general is not this huge, sit in front of your TV console gaming country uh, anymore. They are very much about playing on the go, which is why Switch is the biggest console. Uh, playing on your phone is a big deal, so Microsoft has an Xbox, by extension, has really bit into that. And obviously, having Game Pass and having the games available for you there, and everything else, and having a cheap. Series S and everything um, has helped that now Xbox Series uh, consoles has sold double what the Xbox One ever did in Japan. From um, three to six. Yeah, yeah, from, from three to six. Right? I mean, and that's funny because, you know, Xbox 360 went from, or was it, yeah, it was 360, right? That had Odyssey, Lost Odyssey, and it, Dragon. Yeah. And, Then Xbox One went the other way where it's like really not much focus with Japan and Xbox Series are trying to change that a little bit, Um, trying to focus more on that. You know, they made that big deal with Atlas to bring the Persona games over. It's obviously a positive, but do you think this means like you could see more things maybe happen with Xbox in Japan in the future or...
2: I mean, depends. they keep wanting it to happen, but until they pony it up, I mean, this is some inroads, but it's just, I don't think it's going to be a motivating factor for them to really do it.
1: Well, and I think also they have a big hurdle to get over that they're an American company in Japan, and, and this is a generalization. Japanese market as a whole is more buy Japanese-made items and not necessarily American-owned company items unless there's something specific that you want. I don't think the games that are specific and unique to Xbox are making people in Japan really want to significantly change their habits of supporting Sony over Microsoft. And then you add in Square Enix going into deals with Sony for a lot of their games being exclusive. That just adds more barriers to Xbox from breaking into Japan.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're right about the whole... the japan more focused games uh you know microsoft is still or xbox by and large is still focused on that cycle they're improving that right with the studios that they but for the most part you're still looking at games that aren't necessarily going towards that demographic and they kind of can't do that anymore i think they kind of understand that like well we got to just make our games and if people really want to go play, you know, these RPGs or whatever, then we'll make sure we had them on game pass, but we're not going to go out of our way to make these deals with Japanese developers and publishers and uh, other outside of the fun- the ones that we can like the, uh, was that the Koi Tecmo one that kind of looks like it could be like another dynasty warrior spinoff or something. Can't think of the name of it right now that, you know they made a deal for that to be on, I guess, Xbox exclusively for a while. Other than things like that, they kind of just realized, look, we're not going to try to win Japan now. We're just going to try to do our thing, and if Japan comes along, great. If they don't, then just focus so on expanding to other countries.
1: Yeah, they're they're <laughs> trying to make inroads with Japan still, like the uh, Kojima deal that they announced. Yeah. but they're not focusing on Japan, whereas. With Sony, it seems like everything is directed Japan first rest of the world second in a lot of items, not everything but a lot of stuff that they're doing
0: i mean and even and Sony in show. a way even in even sony in a way has has dropped that some
1: yeah, you
0: know they've a lot of their base is out of California now uh they still do a large larger focus on i mean they they still have obviously the fact that you're have all these exclusivity deals with Square and these other Japanese companies, but you're still you're you're doing a lot more with, you know, American uh deals as well. So which has kind of led people some folks to be like, Oh well they were, uh, an abandonment of Japan, which has not happened at all. It's just they're also focus have focuses in other areas, which is not bad.
1: Yeah, I mean what it comes down to is whether you're Microsoft or Sony winning Japan, but losing the rest of the world, is it going to make you money? Is that going to make yeah. a product that appeals to the widest amount of people possible? You can still put out products that are geared towards more towards a different certain demographic or certain region. But when it comes down to it, you got to have something for everybody or you're not going to make as much money as you could.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, you put it the best way there. That's why we're seeing all this focus on uh, shared world experiences and games to service and multiplayer and everything. Because why? Because you have more chances of continuing and being a thing uh further down the line. And you can just do updates on it than, say, you know, a single player game that you finish. That's it. One and done. And then until they do something like Horizon, where they release a new game plus or whatever, many months down the line, you don't touch it again. But yeah, I mean, that's that's positive for Microsoft, at least. That being said, Sony also uh, had some big wins here, including the they've now completed the purchase of Haven Studio. Jade Raymond did reveal some details about the studio and about the that it's a triple A multiplayer title for a PS5. There you go, multiplayer again. Um, no, I mean, it's known, I, I think. Yeah, but they had previously described it as a new live service experience for PlayStation. But they've also kind of talked about, oh, they did a lot of a lot of long term R and D with the cloud, and that that's going to be a big deal, and um, you know that they're kind of having a focus towards that, and. There seems they're they're doing this deal with Mark Cerny now as well. I mean, obviously that necessarily isn't our bag here out of the three of us, but it is the way that, you know, gaming keeps going. Do you see like this being a, a help for Sony that they're kind of going towards more of these partnerships or getting these smaller studios and trying to make focus games with them instead of buying, you know, like Microsoft is doing with buying publishers
2: well they're buying they're developing studios that like haven't have a personality or have like a face attached to them so that helps like yeah. kojima or jade raymond or it is someone else recently i think also so that can definitely help
0: yeah i mean what do you think like you know jade raymond just went through that thing with stadia where that went nowhere uh obviously being yeah but that was tiny like her you know, fault <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't her fault I'm just saying, like, we had that argument, I think, before when they had first announced the studio of, like, well, what has she really been doing in it? You know, a long time from now, has this, is this really going to, you know, help or flourish at all for Sony? I mean, you, you hope so, at least. Yeah.
1: Oh, just looking at it, I kind of feel like this is more a test, a concept for a type of game. And even if the game that they develop doesn't, isn't the most successful. At least they had the framework in place so that they can use that same framework for more popular franchises in the future.
0: Yeah. It's a good thought. I mean, if they could sort of get this to work, maybe like you said, that game doesn't work, but say you want to make a, I don't know, God of War or live service or infamous horizon. Infamous, or horizon or yeah. Positive for, for Sony in a way. Also, The developers of the latest game, The Quarry, is super massive. Also, Until Dawn and several other games have now been fully acquired. You know, not by some, you know, not by uh, Embracer Group or or even Sony or or some uh, big company. It's it's sort of like the way we kind of used to see companies getting acquired by, like, purchasing a stake and then all of a sudden, purchasing, going from purchasing thirty percent to purchasing a hundred percent stake of Supermassive, Nordis Games uh, now apparently holds investments in Supermassive, and they also hold investments in Avalanche Studios, which you know they're the ones that made Just Cause and Mad Max. They also own Ra- Parsh part of Raw Fury. I mean, those studios are still around and
2: and the did did pretty we, well or yeah well so
0: i mean this is this is cool it's good for if that means supermassive gets to keep making the games that they like uh, and people get to keep having jobs that's always a positive
2: that'll be all the more funny when uh what, what was this coming nordisk or yeah nordisk yeah when, when they get in, when, they, when they get acquired by embracer
0: yeah that's what i'm i'm like waiting to see if embracer all of a sudden you know a year later or whatever just says, "Hey, you want to come over here? Like, why not? We keep acquiring things at least once a year, so why not you as well?" Uh, I, I think,
1: think uh, we're going to start seeing that slow down, though. You think so? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think we will. Just because right now we're going to see a dip in game sales. I think in the next. Yeah. Oh no,
0: definitely years. we're seeing that already.
1: Yeah, and I yeah. think that's going to lead some of these companies to slow down on acquiring. Companies making games, you're going to get more of these smaller studio. I think we're gonna we're going in a cycle where the smaller studios are going to be popping up here and there, making the smaller games that are cheaper. People can justify spending twenty dollars on a game, more so than 60 70 whatever the price is going to be. And then you're going to slow as the economy starts improving. You're going to see more and more of those small studios get bought up and releasing bigger games and the cycle will just keep going. I think that's what we're seeing right now. We're about to start seeing the big companies break up or get split up and then smaller independent companies start popping up again.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, oh, that's been a, a thing that has been talked about of, we've already seen the game sales go down due to, you know, what inflation and everything else that's been, And obviously the pandemic kind of becoming more normalized at this point. So even though we're definitely not out of COVID, we got even more infections, you know, now with this new strain, Uh, still have the issue of, you know, other countries not having the vaccine and everything. So that's going to keep going with people just kind of saying, "Okay, look, I'm over the whole we're going to stop doing what we're doing uh, because of COVID people are kind of starting to do more normal things now. So the whole like, Oh, we're going to be in our house buying games and systems and all that stuff. The huge thing it was even last year, that's going down plus inflation, plus all the, you know, games are expensive. It's one thing that we can like live without. Um, But you keep seeing this acquiring of companies because you need, right. You need a game pass needs a bunch of games on it. So let's, keep acquiring these companies we got to keep buying these uh will sony do that more you know they're doing uh they did acquired bungees so they can help them get a like sort of thing going like we're seeing with what you said with haven daniel of get something going with the live service arena
2: well sony yeah. is more targeted they're they right. know they know they have problems with like um like live service games or racing games so they when i've yeah. want to buy studios that that can help fix that, unlike Market who wants to buy everyone.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I think the, you're going to start seeing companies targeted for the IPs that they hold, and less so for the studios.
2: I mean, that, that'll yeah. be what happened with Konami. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, Konami we... doesn't have a game develop division anymore, so they just want people just want Contra and Castlevania.
0: <laughs> I mean, aren't they technically like working on?
2: Yeah, Sounds but Super what? Bomberman R two doesn't count.
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> nor does you know
1: uh Football twenty twenty three or whatever. The fuck they're, you know. Uh,
0: well, yeah, that that is. That's well, Konami nothing. will
1: just license out their IP to whatever company wants to
0: make a game. I mean, people have been quality. hoping for that for a yeah, long you, time. You say that, but they know.
2: <laughs> like, well, all, yeah, all they do is like license out their old shit, like that turtles like collection.
1: Yeah, yeah but like, let's say. The, if inflation keeps rising, we somebody goes up to Konami and says, "Hey, we'll give you X amount of money to license IP, and you you can have some say on the creative version of it." They're going to take it just to stay in business. I think that's why you're going to start seeing it right now. They, well, I don't. Oh, go ahead. I
2: mean, sure, but I don't see any com. I don't see any same companies going like, oh, we will give you ten million dollars to make a new Metal Gear game." It's like, why don't we give you ten million dollars so we, we can own Metal Gear and you guys can screw off because you're not doing. Yeah. Anything.
0: I mean, you are right in that way. Like we could see people just say, look, I don't want to buy your company. I do want to buy Castlevania from you. How much would you charge? How much do I need to pay to be the new owner of Castlevania? And I now own the ability to do whatever the hell I want with. If I want to make a 50 game, I don't think that there's 50 games, but it, if I wanted to make a 30-game collection of Castlevania, I could do that. You know, whatever. How much do I have to pay you to do that? How much do I, would I have to do that to, um, you know, insert here franchise, buy Sonic. that from you? Yeah, Sonic from Sega or something. Like, you know, I don't want to buy Konami itself and, every, and have to deal with what do we do with their Pachinko division or whatever the hell. I just want that one IP. How much do I charge? It's possible. It's possible we could start seeing that. Like, just, you know, do the Disney thing. Like, just,
2: well. I want to I buy the Vandal Hearts IP. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah. I, it's going to be an interesting time for what happens with games as this continues. And if we do go into that recession, how much of that is going to impact gaming as a whole. Does this start up the whole I mean we're already seeing it start up again because of the last of Us uh remake thing with the whole 70 dollar deal, like does this have does it even cause you know these companies to be like, well, look, maybe we can't charge seventy dollars for a game because people technically can't buy it. you know we could get them to buy it more if they if we charge sixty?
2: I mean I think crisis score for 50, the remake, is acceptable. But the last of us part one for seventy, a game that has already been remade once. Yeah. Or not remade, but you know, up res. It's like no, that is that that is you you squeezing money or squeezing blood out of a out of a stone, or you know, that is a cash grab.
1: Yeah. I th- and I feel like the price is set not so much because it caught co- they need to recoup the cost for it. It's more we're gonna normalize this seventy dollar price tag by doing this over and over. Oh, they've not, they've, they've
0: been doing that. Yeah.
1: I'm just saying I mean, uh, that's- it's coming from. They even
0: said with God of War that it will be the first game where you should already know that if you're going to go from PS4 to PS5, you're not going to get the free upgrade. You're going to pay $10, whether you like it or not. This is now what you have to do. So, yeah, that's exactly what Sony is trying. Um, and some other publishers, some other ones don't care necessarily.
1: It'll be interesting to see how successful the game is versus the last one and see if that extra $10 is going to cause people to not purchase the game.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't think it would. Uh, I also think that it will see a big boon from the HBO show, if you're talking about Last of Us in particular. Uh, And it will cause people to just... Because a lot of those people may not even know that it's based off a video game until they watch that show. And then what are they going to do? If they have a PS4 or a PS5, they're going to go into the store and go, oh, there's a Last of Us remake, and it's so, looking really pretty. Yeah, buy that.
2: Here's a good question. Do you think they do? You think Sony delists the PS4 remake or the PS4 version?
0: Yeah, I, not that they won't. Yeah, I think they'll definitely make it to where you don't buy that version because why would you? They want you to buy the latest remake. Now, obviously, they won't. They're still going to make it playable for the people that have it. Could they remove it from that? Because technically, it's part of that PS Plus collection or whatever, right? Would, would they remove that as well, so that you don't?
2: I, I mean, don't remove it from don't remove it from that, but I just mean like completely scrub it from you know the service. Like, because, like if you own it, you still own it, but you just can't buy it anymore. I think
1: they will.
0: Yeah, it, it's an interesting, definitely from. Sony's end of like if you look at it when they first announced it right Uh 2012 was when Last of Us Remastered came out and then like 10 years later you're doing uh another one for That's
2: a second a second version of it.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's I mean it's not crazy considering what they're trying to do and it does take a lot of resources to make another remake or remaster or whatever. But it's also like not from the ground up. They're technically lying in that trailer. So we definitely did use some of these models that already exist. We made them look better. But
1: What's also going to be interesting is if the HBO show doesn't do well, what is that going to do with what Sony's planning on doing with the franchise and the remake?
0: Well, I mean, this is going to come out this year. So this remake is coming out regardless of that show.
1: Well oh, yeah, I just I just mean uh they're hoping that the like show, you mean like the
0: multiplayer will, and
1: well, no, I mean just yeah. in general, they're hoping I know that they're hoping that when the show hits, the remake will see a bump in sales after the fact. And if the show bombs, I kind of wonder what they're going to do with the franchise. If they're going to try to continue it with a new game or if they're going to put it away for a little bit for a few years like they did God of War and then bring it back out a little bit later,
2: there was some movie like five or six years ago that pretty much like was like the Last of Us. Also,
0: <laughs> it's interesting because like he never he really didn't want to make a Last of Us Part Two. So
2: I still support that decision.
0: Would he really do that again and make a Last of Us Part Three?
2: I see him making uh, an, it, a Last of Us Part Two again, <laughs> you know, here's remake. Yeah. Well,
1: I mean, it comes down to if the person has a story to tell, but how, I mean, he doesn't own the IP, correct? It's still owned by Naughty Dog, so
0: he could be... Right, okay, but Neil Druckmann is the main director, the main writer. Like, he's helping with that HBO show, even. I mean, yeah, could Sony be like, dude, if you don't want to work on it, that's cool, but we're going to continue with this, whether you like it or not, and we're going to make another one. We're going to find somebody that will figure out how to make this work, and we will get a I mean, Last of Us Part Three or whatever. Hey,
2: it worked for God of War. I mean, yeah. Hey, fuck <laughs> those! I don't like those David Jaffe ones at all.
0: So, well, I mean, I did, but now that you have God of War and God of War Ragnarok, I mean, they pale in comparison to those. I mean, you would assume that Ragnarok will also do the same, but
1: well, it's one of those the product of its time.
0: I mean, and also Corey Barlog's still been involved with it the whole way so it's not like you know I, I just think that is there a possibility they could do more with it yeah I just I wonder if he's doing the TV show so that he doesn't have to do another game with this but maybe there will be pressure to do and maybe they'll do like side stories not necessarily a last was part three but like games in that world with other characters perhaps you could you okay. see them doing that maybe
1: I mean, there will be a Last of Us 3. Whether the original creative team is involved is another story.
0: All right. Uh, Speaking of other uh, Sony things here, they now sort of have an official hard drive. Uh, Western Digital is now partnering with Sony to release official branded SSDs with the... You know WD Black SN850 NVMe SSD. Um, the one terabyte version costs 170, which is still fifty dollars cheaper than the one terabyte proprietary drive that that Xbox has. And then the two terabyte version costs 279. Microsoft's two terabyte version costs four hundred dollars, which is almost the same is. It's more expensive than the Series S and almost... You might as well just go buy a Series X for that. Another Series X. You can get a 512 gigabyte one from Microsoft for 140 That being said, I guess it is good to finally have a Sony branded one, I guess, for people that are afraid to not... You know, don't know if you're getting the right one for your system. I mean... Yeah,
2: but at least Sony is more open. Like, you you can still... As long as... Also, a lot of hard drives not just say, it works with PS5, yeah. So, they not
0: all different. of them, though. There are certain ones that do and some that don't,
2: yeah. So, but the ones that do will say it
0: <laughs> right.
2: So, um, will they the, say the, it they, on
0: the packaging or will they say it on you have to go Google it?
2: No, they say it on the packaging, or at least they say oh, it yeah. like the,
1: the product page on like Amazon. I mean, it's one of those uh, either the prices are going to drop on these hard drives or they're just not going to sell. I don't think, I think at this point you're only going to have a very small – well, let me rephrase that. Barring games coming out that you have to have a a bigger hard drive, I don't think it's going to be a high-selling item. I think a lot of people just delete games that they're not playing to install something new, especially as money starts getting tight. I just don't see these selling that well.
0: I mean, I think it's also – like for me, you look at it, if you have a decent enough internet – With the power of these consoles now, you don't, it's not the big deal it used to be, even with PS4 and Xbox One, to delete and then re download something. It downloads pretty quick. You're not waiting there for four or five hours to install the game when it first comes out and then play it. You're waiting like 30 minutes to an hour. If you have, you know, the basic of internet, if you have, even better than that. Sometimes it's like 15 minutes. Yeah. I I don't think it's as big a deal as it was even last generation that you need these things for the convenience.
1: I think even last year it was a bigger deal than it has. I mean, this time last year was a bigger deal than it is now.
0: Yeah. But I, I still don't see the, I can bet you the majority of people that have an Xbox series, maybe the S because of the low hard drive space. Also, if you're doing it for the S, you're basically buying a Series X because yeah. it's the same price as if you would have bought a Series X. But if you're if I see a lot of people that bought a Series X, they just bought the system. They didn't go buy the the hard drive as well. It's just yeah, I did. not needed. <laughs> you know, like
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I think we're gonna start seeing some of these accessories disappearing or very hard to find.
0: Well, I mean, if you're Sony, you keep making accessories, You even partner with this one company, the Inzone, to make more accessories. So but I do get what you're saying. I mean, Microsoft is not really uh, they have their own like, you know, the controller design lab thing that does well for them, you know, lets you design your own controller. People like yeah. that. Collecting controllers has now become, uh, I think, even as big as collecting like games now. And that's in a, in a situation where a lot of people play online and they don't even play in the same house. So it's not like a four where you needed to have four controllers because you might have four friends over. Now you're just kind of collecting controllers just to have them there. Interesting, you know, tidbit there uh, for Sony. Will this help them at all? Will it increase sales of this? Who knows? But I'm kind of more on Daniels. I doubt group, it. But um, I mean, I think yeah, people I don't... want a lot
2: of storage, so... And
0: well, like, speaking like, of that storage, yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, apparently uh, the reason it's not on PS4 and the reason apparently it's not on Xbox either, which is a uh, total BS, is the PS5's SSD, apparently, uh, which I don't believe that for a second, that that's the reason why, but... Yeah, I said so it's why. Uh, in the... Uh... <laughs>
1: in the document yeah, it, yeah, the only reason it's an exclusive on the PS5 is because Sony went to them and said here we'll, get, we'll pay you this money to make it exclusive
0: well I mean it already was exclusive so. well it, yeah, yeah. But
1: well, I, I mean I think the SSD
2: thing is a lie because like Ratchet and okay. Clank Rift Apart proved that like it's not anything special
0: It's. I mean it's not anything that like is so revolutionary that oh my god no other games can be played on this They're just, like, not wanting to say, hey, look, we have this deal with Sony. Um, But I think this is more about, it wasn't necessarily about the Xbox, it was more about, like, why it couldn't be on PS4, Um, which that makes more sense, of, like, why it can't be on PS4 because the SSD is just, makes it too crazy to be able to use. But what do you, does this mean that, they are going to try to be more ambitious with this, like that there is a like open world aspect to this game or like, why would you think that the SSD is like so important for this outside of, you know, things that we saw already with remake, you know, load times and all that other stuff. Well,
2: my my, my question is what about when it comes to PC eventually, like an SSD
1: going to be required? I doubt it.
0: That's interesting, right? Like, well, you yeah. know,
1: I can give you my pessimistic answer Why they're saying all this Well, this is why we have to charge $70 for it When it comes out
0: Oh, well, okay Square <laughs> Enix is already doing that with uh, Forspoken So why would they not do it with the franchise That they know people will pay the $70 for
1: And they can justify it Well, we had to do all this extra work To get it to work on this Impressive SSD So now we have to Up the price just to pay for all the man hours That it took that's a okay. pessimistic answer.
0: Yeah. I could be completely wrong, but I'm being, uh, like I said, pessimistic. <laughs> That's, yeah. Hey, at least, at least you're, you know, it's, it's always good to have several different views. On, uh, something here. That, I mean, so speaking of that pessimism, you know, most people would probably say, hey, look, I'm still out here playing Red Dead Redemption 2 online I'm out here. Uh, I I wanted to have a, a Grand Theft Auto 4 remaster. I wanted a, a, a Red Dead Redemption One remaster. Why can you not just do it all? Why why can you not just have do all of this and work on Grand Theft Auto 6? Like, um, you know that that that's the uh, the 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 Twitter warrior the the folks that think that apparently development is is the easiest thing on planet earth and that this doesn't actually require manpower uh, or woman, you know, I say that in the collective. I don't mean, uh, you know, obviously just people working on it in general. So basically with this rockstar confirmed that not only were they working on these remasters like they did with the, you know, Grand Theft Auto 3 through 5, but also that they are prioritizing everything for Grand Theft Auto 6 right now. We we knew this was obviously in development. At one point, they finally confirmed it after everybody kept talking about it for a long time. I mean, where where do we stand with that Grand Theft Auto Six? Like, are y'all excited about it at all? And then also, like, were you would would you have been interested in any remaster for any of these uh, games? Redemption One, if I would be,
1: I mean, it'd be and even GTA Four, 3, 3.
2: like if they just like remade GTA Four like with GTA's Five engine, if I probably would would probably finish it for once. <laughs> I really dislike GTA 4, how it, like, plays. But I think, like, them putting all their eggs in the GTA 6 basket, and, hey, it'll probably pan out for them. But on the off chance it does, then they are completely screwed.
0: I think Grand Theft Auto 4, I think, would have really uh, done a lot for them as far as, like, this is one that when you kind of ask people, it's, it's critically acclaimed, right? But it's not like the fondly remembered one.
2: Yeah, well, it's 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 a game of the of the times. I mean, yeah, the game came out in like two thousand eight. Yeah, at the time it was impressive. But even back then, I was like, this doesn't play correctly
1: or play. There's a like deliberate feel to this game that I just don't personally like. I think the problems that they had with the definitive edition kind of killed any chance of getting the remakes made, just because they don't want to. Their big thing is they devalue the brand. That's going to hurt them more than anything else, even if they're not the ones that specifically mainly worked on it. So, the last thing they want is somebody having customers say, Well, this remake was terrible. Why would I want to risk buying the new game for more money? Well, it's like if they don't want to work, if
2: they don't want to make it, that's fine. But they yeah. clearly got the cheapest developer possible for the definitive edition. Oh, so it's yeah. like no one, no shit, it bombed horribly or, you know, had it, it was a tragedy. So and they don't want to pay like an actual like digital extreme or digital clips to do it, or someone who has way more knowledge and experience making an h d port
0: so yeah, if they don't I want to work
2: on it and they don't I, want I to
0: think it. for that reason also they would they would have to make sure to prove to people that they're doing more work on a grand theft auto four remaster or a red no, Dead redemption if, one remaster if, than, if
2: they got like just like, the right developer they the people would be fine get Blue point to do it.
0: <laughs> well, I mean Sony owns that now, so Exactly. <laughs> they they would have to make it uh, exclusive or something. Damn straight in order for that to happen. I mean, I guess it's possible, but I, I don't know. I don't think but they would waste yeah. The tragedy
2: of like Rockstar is they all they only care about GTA now. Yeah. They used to like be an actual developer. I mean say what you want, but most of the games like Midnight Club, Bully, wow. The Warriors, even like Table Tennis, they were of a quality, all different and interesting. And now it's just GTA all the time.
0: Yeah, and, and Red Dead
2: GTA Online
1: has made yeah. them so much money.
2: They well, not not even Red Dead because they're stopping develop. Like they're like, we're not going to work on Red Dead De- De- uh, Red Dead Two, uh, 2 online, online stuff.
0: Well, I mean, if Red Dead Two Online was doing as much or anywhere near what Grand Theft Auto Online was doing, they would have yeah, a but... team dedicated to that. But it's not. Well, the
2: content isn't there, so wh- why would it? I mean, I think it was initially there, but then there was no content. So people went to GTA 6 or something else, and they never supported it. They never supported Red Dead R2 as much as uh, GTA 5 online.
0: Yeah, I know. I mean, you're right about that. Just It's it's funny to me that Grand Theft Auto, we have you know spent so much time building up this remastering Grand Theft Auto 5, putting it on PS5 and Xbox One. And then now we're doing everything for it again to bring the Grand Theft Auto Six. Will it even come out during? Is it going to do the same thing where it comes out at the end of this generation? And we're basically putting it on PS Six and whatever the Xbox whatever is going to be. Uh, if there is an Xbox I, machine, the next.
1: I mean, I, I see that game hitting probably 2024. Yeah. All right. You I, think I it's think part of what they're doing is they're pulling everybody that they have to work on it instead of working on Red Dead Online or anything else.
2: Yeah, cause, I mean, I also think these consoles are going to last a lot longer or longer than, or at least on par with
1: like the PS4 and Xbox One. Yeah, and I could see them going a little bit longer just because of the how hard it was to find them when they first came out.
0: Yeah, I definitely think that's going to, if we have any of those mid-generation ones like last time, they're going to take longer to come out and then they're going to last more on those new generation ones for a while because they don't want to um cause people to have to feel like this is a lost generation or or we're trying to move on so fast before people can really even get PS5s PS5s for real you know series x's seem to be more out there yeah i mean it definitely we're going to be in this generation for a while and we haven't really even hit the stride yet of having a lot of PS5 only or Xbox Series only yeah, games. We're yet.
1: only like two years in. So, yeah, I'd argue you could really just call it one year in with all the supply issues. Yeah.
0: yeah. But we're just now really starting to be able to see more uh, PS5s getting out there now. So, that's something. Uh, hey, guys, E3 is apparently going to finally be back after all these attempts to be back. And then they were there last year and then it wasn't the same. And uh, then this year they had to cancel it. And everything else. So uh, apparently Pop, who, you know, they are involved with uh, quite a few other events. Um, of course, PAX, Star Wars Celebration, New York Comic Con. They're going to also be in charge of running E3 in 2023. So I guess that's more positive, right? Um, so, I mean, they also run a bunch of different video game websites as well. So that helps. What do you think could be... Different or what they're going to change from E3? That's positive. I right, go ahead, Mark.
2: I imagine their more social aspect, or the more uh, not social, but the public aspect will probably be probably better. Yeah. You know, there's a big complaint of E3 the past few years, and they try to do it, and it's been a failure every time.
0: Yeah, and because they have that help from having done Comic Con and all that of and PAX, you're going to know what to do with oh, we're not just an industry event anymore. We're not just a press event anymore. What do we do with having consumers, gamers here? How do we make it easier for them to access things? Because paying this absorbent amount of money, which I hope part of that is we're not going to charge you this absorbent amount of money to go. Um, We're going to do something that's specific for the gamers, for the consumers, and then also have your things that are for press and whatever. So it doesn't feel like everybody's just in this smorgas. It was already difficult for press to be able to play the demos and stuff on the floor and go to these interviews and stuff like that that they have to do. Then you add in all these people and then add them into the same lines and make this even a bigger deal. Figure this stuff out.
2: I mean, I don't see this as an industry event anymore, though. Well,
0: yeah, but there it's going to be their point of trying to bring it back, right? Of of trying to say, okay, we're going to make this, try to make this the big deal that it used to be. Obviously, you would hope that they're not going to charge the ridiculous amounts of money that we're charging for boosts as well, which is one of the things that was making it difficult for. Sony, EA, and all these other companies that decided that hell, we're not going to do this anymore. Nintendo would still show up; they just didn't have a press conference. They had their direct, you know. So, like, they need to help make this thing a better, something better overall. Period. I I mean, we still had it with the the not E three, the Summer Games Fest or whatnot, which keely was quick to to announce that hey, make sure you know that Summer Games Fest is also coming back. Don't don't let E three have any spotlight at all, (laughs) like that dude has this thing against the ESA so bad. Um. So either way, you know, we, sh- we saw that when you did have industry people there or journalists or whatever, you had people say, Hey, I'm excited about being able to see my, my friends again or, or see people that I work with in person or all that. I think that's still there as well as part of it. But I, Hopefully they make this more of a you'll you'll make this something that people want to go to instead of like what it's been. Even Summer Games Fest this year was not uh, that great either. Um, that being said, moving on from that, it's it's good to see things come back. Something that's not going to be coming back after October is the Xbox 360 Games for Gold. Which, to be fair, since Game Pass, this thing has been a shell of itself. It's obviously better if they sunset it. We've already seen the P. I mean the PS. This thing lasted way longer than Sony did the PS3 um, games. So yeah. why not? I mean, what what do y'all think about this at all? I mean, the only benefit of this was that you own the games that were on 360, not like Xbox One, that you don't own them. So right. I mean, the Microsoft's uh, line was that. I think they've done this for, what, like seven years or even longer? Yeah, I think like seven or eight years. They've run out of games they could put on the service.
1: I mean, I think that's kind of evident with the last few games that they've been putting out. Yeah, I I mean,
0: they've had some good ones on there before.
1: Yeah, I Um, mean, it's time. It's time to start phasing it out.
0: Do you think this means we'll get more games on the Xbox One side? No. No.
1: like you said, they
2: all they care about yeah. is Game
0: Pass. So I kind of see it as them starting to they already wanted to do this with the raising the price of gold and that backfired, obviously. But I think this is them really starting to do the what we saw Sony do, right? Where PS now, PS Plus got combined into one thing, just combine everything in the game pass. There's no more Xbox gold, and I think it's gonna happen in a few years. Everything is Game Pass. If you have Game Pass, you have Xbox Gold. Um, They might still have the two tiers where you don't get the PC and the cloud stuff if you don't pay the extra $5 or whatever it will be at that time. But I think eventually we're going to see Gold go away and don't know if they'll still be doing the free games for Xbox One at that point. But you'll definitely get the benefits of having Game Pass automatically, which, I mean... I guess, Daniel, that would help in being able to boost their numbers, right? They can say that they uh, have like, – I think
1: they'll, they'll probably keep gold just for the people that are only buying it to play online games, but that would be it. You're not going to get any free games or anything like that. Gold will just be to play online, then you have Game Pass. I think that's where we're headed.
0: Right, but, I mean, what, why wouldn't you just – you already do that, right? If you pay the $10, you get gold.
1: It Just so, like, for the people yeah. that don't want Game Pass or – I mean, yeah. I just think they'll keep it just so that people can play online if they want to, but they're not getting any free games, and they'll just leave it at that.
0: All right. Fair enough, I guess. Mark, you have any any thoughts on this at all? Like,
2: Yeah, I mean, should, Microsoft just needs to simplify it, and I don't think they're getting any more free games on Xbox One eventually anyway.
0: I mean, yeah, I think as long as PS, as long as Sony keeps giving away free games, Microsoft will have to do the same. Uh, yeah,
2: but there's still a gulf in quality between the two. Well,
0: yeah, but you know, you can do... Uh, obviously, they have Game Pass where they're putting in new games, so they don't have to give you the newest games on the Xbox One side or Xbox Series side or whatever they want to call it eventually.
1: Yeah, but all they have but, happening right now is people are complaining about the games that they're being given for free. Just It would be less bad press to just stop giving the games and say... Hey, if you want the games, there's Game Pass. If you don't want the games, you can pay the fee to play online. We're going to stop giving away yeah. the free game that people complain about anyway.
0: All right. So, I mean, two 80s to 90s uh, IPs are coming out with games here. Um, RoboCop Rogue City is coming out. Um, of course, it will star Peter Weller, who played uh, – RoboCop in the movies, at least the first two. Um, So that's a positive. Uh, And then you also have a new Terminator game made by Nacon, which, you know, Nacon doesn't necessarily have the best track record of making games. And it's going to be open world, apparently. (laughs) So there's that. I mean... Well,
2: it's like a survival game, so... Yeah,
0: survival. Yeah. Like, anyone interested in either one of these?
2: I think the RoboCop trailer looked fine, but the problem is you're playing RoboCop, and, like, the joke of RoboCop is he walks and, like, moves incredibly awkwardly in that trailer. He did that as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll take a look <laughs> as the games are get closer to release, and we see a little bit more of it, but, I mean, at this point, it's something that I'm Kind of slightly keeping an eye on, but I'm not rushing out the pre-order or anything or marking a calendar date for. I'm not scouring the internet for more information on it or anything like that.
2: It just made me think of the games, the old, the really old RoboCop game that GameSpot reviewed, like in 2004, where I think it was like Alex Navar like lost his mind.
0: Yeah. Well, um, we'll see. I guess how they uh, how they pan out.
2: It'd be cool if it was a RoboCop game, like if the game actually like, is good, and it looked like graphically, I thought it looked fine. But just like you know, it just like you're playing RoboCop, and he's like a very cumbersome-looking character, or he, not looking, but he is like he doesn't run, and you know, it just like kind of deliberately slow.
1: Well, I mean, what are you gonna do as RoboCop in the game? Are you just gonna walk around shooting that, people that, shooting at you? That or exactly you? was it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Even on a targeting system, like the whole like green
1: highlighting thing, yeah, it's just. And, I mean, you've got to have more than just a corridor shooter for for a RoboCop game, but I don't know what else you could and, do, really. Well, it
2: looks like at like, one point you were like fighting an Ed Two Hundred Nine. I mean, it's the same thing. I was like, why hasn't there been like a good Judge Dread game, like an open world, you know, police game like that? But I think it's just hard hard to do.
1: <laughs> I mean, I could. I think you could do Dread a little bit easier, just because you could. Have it in the vein of the Arkham games, where you're solving crimes. Sure. In addition to just right. shooting everything. Well, the problem
2: is just who's going to like? It's that would be incredibly costly to make.
1: And well, yeah, I, I like. D- drag, I just mean,
2: yeah, yeah. As like Robocop
1: friend. in the movies, he didn't really do a lot of investigating. It was more, no, and like he shows up, mean- shoots everybody that's shooting at him, and then moves yeah, on. Yeah, this <laughs>
2: game looked exactly like that. I guess I they're going to try to make a new Robocop versus Terminator game. Also, that so would at least don't. be
1: more a little bit more interesting, just because it's not something we've already seen. Yeah, we well, have. I, let me rephrase <laughs> it: we have seen it, but not from a first-person shooter. I
0: mean, Sorry, I never, I hadn't watched this trailer before. It is uh, something else.
1: I'd be happier if this was just a movie continuing, like.
2: Well, they're making a new RoboCop movie, or they, they said they were. With, well, you know, well, yeah,
1: just being in general, you could have this as an animated movie. And it's hard to see how RoboCop could make a good game with the awkward moving and the just shooting everybody that's shooting at you. Whereas yeah. that'd be a fine RoboCop movie, just not, I don't see how it's going to be a entertaining game. It looks like it would get repetitive really quick.
0: I mean, especially when you're so used to like shooting games where it's about quick movements and about being able to take out the enemies as quick as possible and not like, let me do this as slowly as possible.
2: What what they should do is introduce like the first thing you get is like a hydraulic upgrade so you can actually move normally.
0: <laughs>
1: or just lean into it and have it play like Mech Warrior.
2: I don't know. I like Robocop enough. So if it actually get, gets good reviews, I might give it a shot. I just want well, a yeah. lot of faith. Yeah. I just. And I, I've way less faith in a Terminator game.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, with what they said about the Terminator game, a survival game set in the future where you're trying to survive while fighting and avoiding Terminators, that could be interesting as opposed to a Robocop game where you're slowly walking around and shooting everybody that shoots you, and that's it. Yeah,
2: you're in an abandoned factory, like picking up guys and throwing them, which is also in the trailer.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I just I feel like the Terminator game at least has more story opportunities behind it because, except for the really bad movie, you never really see a lot of stuff happening in the future. But with mm-hmm. Robocop, you see he walks around, he shoots everybody that shoots at him, and that's about it. And I don't know. I mean, you never saw him investigating and trying to solve crimes in the movies, or at least the first two. And I don't see how you're going to make a game on that that's going to be anything beyond like a $20 corridor shooter that people are going to play and then write off as a forgettable game.
2: I hope in that RoboCop game there's just like a spike-only mode where you can only use the spike as your weapon.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I would say that you would hope the RoboCop game is uh, good I mean, I and...
2: Yeah. At least say shut off like a trailer, like that Terminator game. Terminator
0: thing it was like nothing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It just announced it <laughs> exactly. Uh, so that being said, I think um, that's pretty much it here um, for you know us covering things on this one. I do want to note that for me, it's uh, sad that because uh, Kazuki Takahashi passed. Um and such a grim way as well. At the age of sixty, just being found, uh, dead, um, while wearing snorkeling gear, and he's such a like. I mean, I grew up with watching the Yu Gi Oh anime. I didn't. I never been a manga person, but I I grew up watching the Yu Gi Oh anime. I watched the Yu Gi Oh movie in the theater. I played the cards. I went to malls and and was in like card playing tournaments and. And all of that stuff. So, like for me, like Yu Gi Oh is still uh, um, a big thing. I will play the games. Like I have, uh, I've played around with that free to play uh, Master Duel game that came out at the beginning of the year. I thought it was decent. And then you know, playing those games when they haven't come out. Like uh, you know, the most recent one before that, but this basically went through the whole thing of the anime. I'm trying to keep my dog from killing my cat here beside me. This is a uh, it's a sad day, honestly. I mean the, the Yu-Gi-Oh manga was done, but there's been over 50 video games of Yu-Gi-Oh! and it's sad that its creator, you know, has passed uh at 60 and, and then this way as well. Just like you just find them dead like that it's just either one of you guys have any kind of history with uh, the series or like the game or... i've watched it on netflix it was fun or
2: it seemed it had more of a plot than like pokemon
0: and, and it's actually if you watch it in japanese it's a little bit more darker There's, it's not edited as much right so
1: I mean, i'm aware of it i never really played any of the, the card game or any of the video games i think i caught the odd episode of the Show here and there, but never really got into it. I
2: hope in the games just there's just like a button that says like "believe in the heart of the car or just some bullshit like that, and you automatically win. <laughs> <'Cause> that's <laughs> what happens in the show constantly.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Like, hey, the heart of the cards, everybody. You know, it, it's it's gonna save you. Um, but yeah, you, it's.
2: No, I was gonna ask Daniel something,
0: but go on. No, go ahead, go ahead, Daniel.
1: No, I was gonna say, did you watch Star Trek or did you catch up? So- I'm gonna just say one line, you sneaky son of a bitch. <laughs> if you seen the last if you saw the season finale, you know exactly what I'm talking about, and it was hilarious. What did you think of uh, Kirk? He was good. I was uh, I was pleasantly surprised with him. I think uh, I wouldn't be shocked if in the second season he starts popping up more. Wait, well, he's gonna be a main character. So <laughs> uh, did they say he would be in the second season? I know yeah. that I know they're slowly building towards it, but I didn't know if he would be in the season. Yeah, yeah, he's been I added mean, to the
2: main cast.
1: Okay, so yeah, that'll be good. I think uh, and then Orville last week also had a really good episode. I mean, yeah, I've enjoyed sci-fi again. <laughs> I didn't have to... I didn't see something minor, glaringly dumb that just took me out of enjoying the show like some of the Kenobi stuff that happened nope. in the, the show.
2: Don't worry. Discovery will be back soon enough.
1: <laughs> uh, why do you... Well, I think we get lower decks back before that, so yeah, that'll yeah. at least be entertaining.
2: I did see some criticism about Kirk, like they didn't like his acting know like, like the character. But I'm like, well, it's not really him. It was like a <laughs> a vision yeah. of him. So, and it was like an alternate reality. So, who, also, who cares?
1: <laughs> yeah, and I noticed at the very end they talked about his father being on the Kelvin. Yeah, and everything. Right as the sound fades out. So yeah, it's uh, I, I I enjoyed it. I'm, looking forward to season two of strange new worlds which is the first time i can say i'm, I'm looking forward to a new season of a star, star trek, trek show. ever
2: yeah or at least in the past 15 years yeah
1: but yeah i'd love to hear some good news about orville getting renewed for if not a season maybe a couple of like a mini series or something just to continue the story but i think they didn't they say they were going to be at comic-con I didn't see, but hopefully. Yeah, I think Warville is going to be at Comic-Con this year, so maybe there'll be some good news announced for it. Yeah. But, I mean, just this last episode, not only did they deal with some a really intriguing subject and moral quandary, but they also had a couple of throwaway jokes with, like, when uh, they're watching TV and the, the show they're watching.
2: Yeah, the Johnny Knoxville and the Jack Brayer or McBrayer. yeah just
1: a really quick cameo as part of a TV show, and it—I mean, it didn't take away from the episode, but it was just a nice little nod to it. And I mean, overall, I think it was really good. And something tells me we're going to revisit that later. If if the show continues, we're going to revisit all that. Which this is the first time that the that character didn't seem like a just a Jackass. running joke. Yeah. Mm yeah overall i enjoyed it
0: well, i'm glad y'all are in, enjoying the stuff and i you know again I'm, I'm not caught up i do hope that the orville keeps to continue just at least so you guys can keep talking about it and enjoying it as well Always kind of sad yeah, when.
2: so you can have two glimmers of hope instead of just one
0: <laughs> yeah there you go finished completely went through all three seasons of the boys so i'm caught up with that show um it's really awesome uh definitely if you have not watched it for some reason or another like me until I just started watching it just like I look at it as like imagine if like you really had superheroes in, in real life or at least superheroes here in America they'd probably act the same way uh, so um it's I, I just really like I don't I don't think there's a character that I don't like on that show Um and like especially like Carl Irvin is freaking awesome and uh, he does uh, that character super well and um, yeah I just I think it's like one of the top shows out there definitely Um, I'm sure it'll probably get Emmy nominated again and all that but uh, I'm still kind of going through Mayans as well enjoying that still in like season one so still trying to get through that um, as little bit as I can there and yeah so looking at uh, what's coming out this week, by the time we do the show next week, we'll, we'll finally have uh, Stray will be out. And of course, you have, if you have the PS Plus Extra and above, you can play it by having that service. So I may just go ahead and subscribe to the Extra package to be able to play that and then may check out uh, some other games on there that I haven't played yet that are part of that service um endling also comes out that day which is that game with the fox and you're trying to keep your cubs from dying which have i've been keeping my eye on ever since the first time i saw it that forza horizon five hot wheels dlc comes out that same day and also as dust falls which i know both of you guys don't like the uh the art style but i'm digging it it'll be on game pass so i check it out there um one of the cool switch online was very surprised to hear that this is coming to Switch Online. Pokemon Puzzle League, one of my favorite games on the 64, is coming. So pretty cool. I'm I don't know that I'm going to get the services for that, but uh, it is really neat that we can play that again uh, on your Switch. It's a really fun uh, version of Tetris or whatever, or, or Puyo Puyo whatever for, uh, but Pokemonized. That makes it even better, I guess, so you can play it in the Pokemon. You got Escape Academy and Power Wash Simulator coming to Game Pass. So that's fun as well. You going to check out Stray, Mark? Well,
2: I doubt I'll get it, but I mean, eventually, yeah.
0: Are are you going to check out As Dust Falls, Daniel, and see if it um, might be decent, even if you don't like the art style, or are you going to pass on it?
1: It's more of a if time allows. I'll probably check it out. I'm not sure if I'll have uh, enough spare time at the moment, but I mean, I'm always open to trying kind of odd stuff, even if I don't necessarily, it doesn't necessarily look like something I'd enjoy. If I have time, I'll give it a shot.
0: Yeah. So, you know, what's uh, coming here in the next week. Hopefully you enjoyed what you heard here from us this week and you can go follow us on, Twitch, if you watch this live, you can go follow Mark and I on Twitter at w and Sean at Humanity Plague, at W2 Network for the whole thing. Go subscribe, hit that bell f- on the YouTube channel for uh, any time that something releases, you can get it right there. Of course, like I mentioned, uh, you know, the Mark Radlish, uh he uh, he and his team reviewed uh, Thor 11 Thunder. I still haven't seen it yet, so can't comment, but Uh, You can check out what they thought of it. And, yeah, so that's the highlights uh, for this week. Make sure you go subscribe on the podcast as well if you prefer listening that way. And we'll see you next week.
1: Later. Later.
0: Bye.